Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Pool Guy Show. Today I'm going to be talking about dogs and dog swimming in the pool and other aspects of having dogs in your backyard. This week's podcast is brought to you by annualpools.com. Annual Pools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001 with over 50,000 pool parts in stock. Order online today and have your parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that gets large leaf debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. You can learn more about the Riptide at www.riptidevac.com. So I'm going to cover all the different aspects of dogs in your backyard, dogs swimming in the pool, um, different aspects of the dogs back there when your pool service provider shows up to your account. So let's start with the number one thing is dog swimming in the pool. Is it okay for your dogs to swim in the pool with you? Uh, Well, it's, you know, it's a personal preference. I've heard different studies say that one dog has the body chemistry of 20 people. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but I do know that a dog swimming in the pool will definitely foul up the water chemistry, make the water cloudy. Um, They're just not very clean animals. If you give your dog a bath all the time, that's probably the exception. But they have a lot of fur on them. Um, A lot of hair will fall off the dog. They'll clog up the automatic cleaners. They'll clog up the skimmer basket. They'll clog up the pump basket. Dog hair is pretty fine, so it'll go right through your standard skimmer basket into the pool pump and pretty much clog it up. And over time, that could cause a problem. So... um, There's no real danger, I don't think, with the dog swimming in the pool. As long as your chlorine level is high enough, I would suggest keeping your chlorine level at 3 parts per million. 5 parts per million would probably be better. I don't think the chlorine really has an effect on dogs. I think the skin on the dog is different than our skin, so they're pretty much immune to the high chlorine level. It doesn't seem to affect them one bit. Um, So basically, it's just a preference if you want the dogs to be swimming with you in the pool. I personally don't like dog swimming on my route, of course, because I'm kind of biased. It makes the pools a lot messier, and it messes up the pool chemistry. But I can't really stop customers from having their dogs go in the pool. A lot of times, the dogs will be very destructive. They'll um, chew the automatic cleaner hose. I've had dogs pull the cleaners out of the pool and just chew them to bits. So be aware of the fact that if your dog is in a chewing stage, which is probably the you know, some dogs chew for life, but most dogs will chew up until like age three. So if they're in that stage, be very aware of what they're chewing on. I just wouldn't give them any kind of plastic things to chew on because then they'll be attracted to the, the pool cleaner hoses. And um, they can really mess up your system too. If they if they bite the hose and uh, leave teeth marks in there, air will get into the system. And I've had pools overheat and have piping melt because all the air was getting in there when the dogs chewed the hose up and the pool was running all week long. So be aware that dogs can cause damage to the equipment. I've had dogs chew uh, the jandy handles on the valves by the equipment. And I've had 
other people send me photos of the dog that had chewed through the salt salt system cord and so this they can do a lot of damage uh, to the equipment area so if you have a dog that's again chews things think about putting a gate around the equipment area think about keeping the automatic cleaner out of the pool for a period of time um, those are the kind of things you have to worry about uh, I've had dogs take out the, take the skimmer lid and chew it up uh, one time I was cleaning out a pool skimmer basket I left it on the deck and a dog got a hold of it and chewed it to bits while I was there for 10 minutes you know it was pretty crazy also had dogs pee on my uh, vacuum system they pee on my pool tote and so you know they can be pretty destructive and can be pretty hilarious too um, some of the things that they do back there um, but back to the swimming in the pool I mean essentially if you keep the chlorine level up and keep the pool circulating I really don't see a problem with them in there if that's your preference as far as like drinking the pool water um, you know my dog drank out of my pool she was back there for 12 years with the pool in a saltwater pool and she would drink the water I'd leave water out in a in a bowl for her in a bucket and she would just drink out of the pool so there's nothing I could have really done to prevent her from drinking out of the pool and a lot of dogs on my route will drink out of the pool I'll see them walk over to the edge and just drink out of the pool I really don't think it affects the dogs either they have a different kind of metabolism than we have and um, I don't think the pool water the, the high chlorine or even the salt content in the water really affects them uh, my dog lived to 12 and she died of old age and she drank out of the pool every day so if that's any testament to that not being dangerous you're going to notice when you have the dogs in the pool if you have the dog swimming for a long period of time is that the tile line is going to have a lot of scum build up on it so you're going to have to treat that um, the one thing that i like to use is a product called pool perfect by natural chemistry this has a smart enzyme in it that breaks down suntan oils, body oils, and so the dog's body oil is a lot stronger than a human's, and so it's going to build up on the water line. So what I like to do is to use a maintenance dose of the Pool Perfect every week. I'll put about two capfuls in every week to help with the uh, all the scum that would build up on the tile line of the pool. And then in the winter when it rains and the, the water level is a lot higher, usually up to the coping here in California, I'll give extra dosage of the Pool Perfect in there and then I'll use my brush and brush it off and by spring the pool tile looks really good again ready for the next time the dogs use the pool. So it's a great product to use to get, keep the scum from building up on the tile line of the pool and the dog swimming in it. You're going to notice right away a lot of buildup of that grime on the tile from the dog's oily skin. They also sell it by the gallon if you're a pool service professional and you want to buy a gallon of it. You can pick that up at your local supplier. Again, that's the Pool Perfect product by Natural Chemistry. It works great. I use it on my pools that have dogs swimming in it. And I can vouch for the effectiveness of the product. It works really good. I will say this, though. One of the things that I really hate is when I'm cleaning a pool and I just finish cleaning it and the dog jumps in. And that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. But um, it happens quite a bit, too. They, they kind of know when you're done cleaning and they, they just get right back into the pool. And I've had dogs shake off on me before. So, you know, there's a lot of aspects to the dog in the pool there. Uh, the other flip side to this is some dogs just aren't very good swimmers. My dog in particular, uh, she fell in the pool a couple times, maybe two or three times that I can remember. And I've had to rescue her all those times out of the pool because she couldn't find the step area to climb out. So uh, she wasn't, she was a husky 
And, I, you know, I've had Husky swimming in pools before, and they were able to get in and out. So I, I think it was just her not having the, uh, the sense to find the step area or maybe just being scared of the water. But dogs are all different, so your particular dog may not like being in the water. So if it falls in the pool, there's a good chance your dog could drown. I've had small little dogs drown on my route from falling in the pool. So if you have small dogs or you have a dog that doesn't like the water, you may want to go to the extreme length of getting a child safety gate installed around the pool so that the dog cannot access the water uh, while it's in the backyard or have the pool uh, covered in some way to prevent the dog from going in there because drowning risk is a real factor with a lot of dogs that can't swim well or don't like the water so keep that in mind if the dog gets older it may have problems with its vision and it may fall in the pool and it could drown very easily so keep that in mind that even though people talk about dogs swimming and we always have the debate is it okay for dogs to swim in the pool there's the other side of it where dogs some dogs can't swim and they drown in the pool and so be fully aware that a pool is very dangerous to an animal also now let's talk a little bit about the dogs in the backyard when um, someone someone is servicing your pool or the gardener goes back there I've been personally bit about four times uh, two times pretty seriously uh, one on my hand I saw the scar on my hand from that one and I had a pretty good bite on my thigh where the dog took a big chunk out of me and you really can't be too careful with the dogs back there I make a note that I don't really pet the dogs unless I really know 100% that I can trust the dog. And even even in that case, you never know when a dog could turn. I was doing a pool where they had a Doberman pincher, and this dog was perfectly fine with me every week. Never bothered me. I never pet it because it was the kind of dog that would back away when you got close to it. But it never attacked me, and I never worried about it. I would give it a treat, and it would just keep its distance from me, and then it wouldn't even bark at me when I was when I got there when I left so I never worried about it but uh, but I heard from a neighbor that the dog got out and it actually attacked the person and it bit this person pretty badly and had to be put down so uh, this could happen so you really can't even if you think you know the dog really well I really don't pet the dogs um, unless I'm 100% sure that I'm not going to get attacked um, Usually you can tell by the breed, golden retrievers. I don't think they've ever killed anybody. They're pretty friendly. Um, and then you have the smaller dogs that just like to bark at you and kind of nip at your legs all the time. I have several of those on my route. Um, but you have to be careful around the dogs. Um, just don't get too friendly with them. Don't let your guard down to where you can get attacked or bit, bitten by the dogs. Don't corner the dog in the backyard. A lot of dogs are territorial, so you don't want to corner them in an area. And you never want to reach into an enclosed area, like a kennel area where a dog is being kept, or a gated area where the dog is being kept separate from you, and try to pet the dog in that area. I can almost guarantee you the dog will bite you if you stick your hand into the gate to try to pet them um, in a lot of cases. So uh, I guess bottom line is, you know, hands off the dog. Really, I, I don't recommend petting him or getting too... Uh, close to them unless again you're almost 100% certain they're not going to attack you and then again with that said they could turn on you so um, there's a lot of dogs that are really territorial I find the Australian Shepherds the Boxers can be very territorial and, and when you turn your back on them they can actually try to attack you
I've been attacked by a boxer before. I have one on my route right now where it tries to ambush me. It'll let me in the backyard and I'll be cleaning the pool and it'll come charging from one part of the yard right at me at full speed and I turn around and I yell at it and it stops but it's done this a couple times now where it's trying to ambush me which is kind of weird. Um, I don't think it's dangerous but he's doing something kind of strange and a lot of dogs are like that. So if you're unsure about the dog, have the customer lock him up for you during the week. I would not recommend servicing a pool if the dog is a violent dog and you know that offhand. The customer, If you're doing a bid and the customer says that uh, their dog is a trained guard dog or trained to attack or anything in that regards, I would just pass on that account because um, I was at one pool. When I first started, I was at this one pool where they had this Rottweiler that was Rottweiler that was trained to kill and the owner would always put the dog away but one week he left it out for some reason and I just was lucky enough to be walking with my pool hose in my in my hand and I had the pole and the dog couldn't get at me and the owner came out and saw the dog was back there and you know I think the pool hose and my pole saved me from uh, probably being attacked and mauled and maybe even killed that day so I made a note after that never to take an account where the dog is a dangerous animal uh, because it could get out. It could be any kind of situation where the dog can get out and if you're back there um, you're pretty much toast. And I don't want to sound like I'm picking on certain breeds here in this podcast because I'm not. Um, one of the dogs that bit me was a Labrador so they're usually pretty friendly so I've, I've done pools with pit bulls, have not been attacked by a pit bull at those service accounts. Some pit bulls are pretty violent. When I go, when I see a, a service account, I pass on that. But it doesn't really matter what breed of dog it is. You can be pretty much bitten by any kind of dog out there, um, whether it be a pit bull, Rottweiler, uh, Doberman Pinscher, German Shepherd. It's just a matter of the particular dog itself, I think, versus the breed of dog. Uh, I've been bit by a Chihuahua. You know, I mean, any dog can bite you. So, it doesn't really, I don't think it's a matter of the breed of the dog. I just think it's how the dog is either trained or brought up or um, sometimes the dog will just have something weird about it. You know, and you'll, you'll walk back there and the dog doesn't approach you or it's stalking you or, or kind of these strange behaviors. Kind of like the boxer that I mentioned earlier uh, doing strange things like trying to ambush me. So again, you know, caution. I carry a pepper spray with me. If I ever need it, um, I haven't had to use it. I carry a lot of treats with me. You know, I think that's the key is to get the dogs to be friendly with you to some point. So I, I give the dogs treats to kind of keep them at bay. Um, there's a lot of dogs that will just bark at me the whole time I'm back there. Uh, it's really annoying. They'll just, you know, be two or three feet away and just continuously bark at me the whole time. And um, again, if if the dog seems like it's not friendly have the owner put it away and if the dog seems dangerous definitely pass on the account those would be the the keys I think that you would take away from this so if you do get bit by a customer's dog the number one thing you have to worry about is an infection so of course you want to stop the bleeding and you want to wrap the wound if it's really deep puncture wound you may even want to seek medical attention if it's really bad and just keep an eye on the the wounded for infection when I got bit I remember my on my leg that it got really red and started to swell up it got swollen so I did get a little bit of an infection from the dog bite it happens 
And if you want to seek anything against the customer on the legal realm, you're going to have to go get medical attention, um, of course, photograph the injuries, and contact an attorney, and they'll take care of it from that point. And for me, the two very serious dog bites that I received, I never uh, sought any kind of legal recourse against the customer. I just made sure they were aware of the fact that their dog attacked me and put their dog away and be more careful. And to be honest with you, the dogs were not vicious in any way. The one that really got me on my thigh, the Labrador, I think he was just being playful and he was just being a little over-aggressive. And when I opened the gate, he just grabbed on them. He just, he just jumped on me and he so happened to grab my thigh with his jaw and he pushed down pretty hard. And again, I don't think it was any kind of intent to hurt me. He was fine with me when I would go back there in, in future visits. And the other bite was by a dog that uh, was just not feeling good. It, it you know, came up to me and, and took my hand in its mouth pretty good. And um, I have a scar from my index finger all the way back to my wrist from that dog bite. And again, it wasn't anything where the dog was being vicious either. It just wasn't feeling good and um, it just attacked me basically. And then probably within a month or two after that, the dog passed away. So... So there was probably something going on with it physically and mentally at that point. And again, I didn't seek any kind of legal recourse against the customer. They were really nice to me. They gave me uh, a check. For, I think one of them gave me a check for like $50 for for that. Another one gave me a little bit more money than that, a couple hundred dollars, I think it was, or a hundred. Um, but I didn't ask for compensation. They just gave it to me. So it wasn't a big deal. And again, if it is a really bad bite, you have to report it also to the police and report it to the, the medical uh, to a doctor, of course, going to get checked out and seen, and then journal all the injuries and document everything if you're going to seek legal action against the customer. Another thing you want to do when there's a dog back there is never let the dog out. I've chased my share of dogs through the neighborhoods. It's no fun. I think the smaller dogs are just really almost impossible to catch. They don't stop for anything. They just keep going. So don't let the dogs out of the backyard. What was that song? Who let the dogs out? Hopefully it's not you because then you're going to be chasing him. Um, it's just a crazy thing when a dog gets out. So I'm really cautious with the gates when I'm going into a, a property with a dog. I make sure that I back in and then I close the gate right behind me that is latched really well. Because again, I chase my share of dogs through the neighborhood and I don't want to do it on a regular basis. It's probably been about five or six years since the dog got out on me and that particular dog that got out I just yelled really loud at it and it came running back towards me which is really weird um, which is really good too because I would have to chase it through a, a pretty large neighborhood so don't let the dogs out that's another uh, key when you're servicing pools with dogs so one of the things that we do when we service the pools we add chemicals to the water and dogs are usually pretty curious and it's kind of hard to keep them away from you when you're pouring acid in the pool or chlorine or any other kind of chemical. When you're recharging the DE filter, they'll come over and they'll want to know what's going on all the time. So in that case, what I do is if there's a area where I can put the dogs, like between the gate or back in their pen, I'll go ahead and do that to keep them out of my way when I'm doing the filter. If I'm going to add acid to the pool, what I'll do is I'll throw a treat for the dog in the other direction. And usually that gets the dog out of the way. Um, from the muriatic acid fumes. One thing you don't want to do is hurt the dog with the chemicals. So whatever you can do, whatever you can think of to keep the dog away while you're adding the chemicals to the pool, uh, definitely do that. Again, the treat 
throwing a treat in the opposite direction is really effective and it gets the dog away. Uh, usually the dogs will you know lose interest in you after five minutes anyway and not stick around the pool area so a good rule is just to service the pool, clean it, and then um, before you leave, put the chemicals in. Because uh, the majority of the time on my route, the dog will come up to me for the first five or ten minutes. And then after that, it just leaves me alone back there. So don't pour the chemicals in right away because then the dog will be around bugging you and around the pool area. Just wait till the dog leaves and then add the chemicals. If you can't add them safely, skip it that week and add them the following week. Again, you just don't want the dogs to uh, get a whiff of the muriatic acid and then it starts um, having issues with that and you don't want the customer to get upset with you if, you if the dog has a reaction to any kind of chemicals that we're using out there. Let me talk a little bit about what happens if uh, dog waste, dog poop, ends up in the pool. So this happens uh, quite a few times during the year for me where I'll get to the service account and... For some reason or another, the dog's waste has ended up at the bottom of the pool. So what you need to do is scoop out. I use my uh, leaf rake and I scoop it out quickly. And sometimes it disintegrates. Sometimes I can get it out and dump it out on the grass. And then you want to superchlorinate the pool, bring the chlorine level up. I usually bring it up to 10 parts per million. So you know, if it's a 10,000-gallon pool, I'll put a gallon of chlorine, liquid chlorine in there. That will definitely bring it up to 10 parts per million. And I'll run the pool. Um, through the regular cycle, and if it's if there's a way to set the timer, I would run it 24 hours. If you can set the timer to run two or three cycles through, you should be fine with that. Let the homeowner know that you scooped out dog waste from the pool, and not to go swimming in the pool. There's probably very little danger from the dog waste in the pool, but there's always that chance that there could be some uh, bacteria. In, in the waste itself, so you don't want to take any chances. So make sure no one swims for 48 hours. I usually put that moratorium on it when I find dog waste in the pool. And that's a good rule of thumb. You know, raise the chlorine level to 10 parts per million at least and run the pool as long as possible and let the customer know not to swim for 48 hours. After 24 hours, running its normal cycle, uh, the pool should be fine to swim in again. But you want to get majority of it out I wouldn't suggest vacuuming it out through the filter. I would scoop it out with a leaf rake. If you can, get as much of it out as you, as possible. And that's the best method there. If you have a portable vacuum, a portable pump, you can definitely pump it out that way. But it will happen. You will find dog waste in the pool itself. It's an unfortunate thing, but it's something that you can definitely cure with uh, super chlorinating the pool and running the pool so that all that filters out. And if you're a customer with a dog, you want to make sure that on the service day that if possible, you can clean up the dog waste, you know, on the property itself, on the grass, around the pool area. Um, I can't count how many times I've stepped in a pile with my boots and right away, you know, it, you get that squishy feeling. And then I got to go over to the garden hose and hose off my boot and it's just a real hassle. Um, so, you know, if you could, if the customer can do a us a favor out there and make sure the area around the pool is clean of waste it would definitely help us a lot and we wouldn't have to be um, stepping in it while we're working. So I've probably encountered just about everything out there on my route over the years. Uh, multiple dogs swimming in a pool, making it a swamp, um, you know, stepping right into a big pile of 
dog waste, having poop in the pool, all different kind of scenarios, you name it, I've seen it. Having the uh, pump or filter clogged up with dog hair. Um, I really love cleaning out these filters sometimes when I open them up, especially the cartridge filters. They're just like jam-packed with dog hair. It's uh, pretty hilarious. So there's quite a bit of hair that gets in the system over the over the course of the months, and I've shown it to customers sometimes that how much dog hair is actually in their filter. So you know it's one of those things where we have to deal with the fact that uh, some customers let their dogs swim in the pool. I've had dogs chew my pool equipment up while I'm cleaning the pool, not paying attention. Of course, I've had dogs pee in my equipment. So just about anything that's happened back there with a the dog, I've, I've definitely gone through it. So I guess the takeaway from this is if you're going to service pools or if you have a pool and a dog swimming in it, just keep the chlorine level higher than normal. Keep the water running longer also so it circulates. Uh, you can run the pool 24 hours a day if you need to to make the water clear. Pools are made to be run 24 hours a day anyway. It's not going to cause any harm to the equipment. You just want to make sure you compensate for the dog swimming in the pool. That way the water quality is not affected um, by all the dogs in the pool or the dog hair in the pool. And if you are going to service pools for a living, definitely vent the service accounts. Any violent dogs or any vicious dogs, pass on those accounts. Because I can guarantee you, you're going to encounter that dog uh, by accident one day back there and it's not going to turn out good for you um, definitely keep that in mind when you're when you're doing this as service and if you do have if you're a homeowner with a dog um, definitely you know take these tips to heart we don't want your dog drowning in the pool if it's not a good swimmer so take all the precautions necessary to keep your dog from falling in and drowning in the pool so with that said if you need any further help um, you can go to my website swimmingpoollearning.com I have an ebook and a print book available there, as well as a lot of different web pages that have helpful information for you. If you are doing pool service at, for a living, you can join my coaching group. You can find out more information about that at poolguycoaching.com. And for as little as 33 cents a day, you can text me in real time and I'll get back to you um, with any kind of answers to questions or problems you're having. I can help you with other aspects of your your pool business through my coaching site so stay safe out there around those dogs while you're working and watch out for those bombs in the grass or in the pool deck area and have a great rest of your week and god bless the pool guy podcast show the pool guy podcast show the pool guy podcast show Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.